You're listening to Be Connected Radio, where business meets, well, more business really. Be Connected Radio. Listen, connect, collaborate. Oh, I haven't got time for this. For what? Bookkeeping, payroll, bass, the accounts are a mess. Get Xdia to fix it. Who? Xdia, bookkeeping, payroll and bass experts. Ah, Xdia. Ah, exactly. Running a business or involved in church finances? Get bookkeeping, payroll and bass that works. From station sponsor, Xdia. Visit exdia.com.au. Wouldn't it be great? Peace of mind, more time with family and friends, financial security, as well as a business that runs smoothly on its own without you having to be there. If this is how you want to spend your life, then you need some basic business essentials. Business Essentials is a short-term course you can do online in your own time that will provide you with the tools and guidance guaranteed to bring you peace of mind, business success, more free time, and a smooth-running business. Enroll now. Visit alanstevens.com.au. alanstevens.com.au. Are you you frustrated and struggling to come up with creative, captivating content? Do you need help with social media for your business and brand? Save time and invest in a professional who can do it for you. Social Media Spotlight is a social media agency creating an online presence for small businesses and startups. We do the research, we create the content, we write the captions and you grow your business. With eye-catching content for all industries and beautiful designs, we get your brand in front of the right people. With a creative and highly experienced team of social media managers, we work closely with you to discover new and exciting ways to attract customers to your products. Visit the website www.socialmediaspotlight.com.au to book a free strategy session. You're listening to Be Connected Radio, where business meets, well, more business really. Be Connected Radio. Listen, connect, collaborate. Hi guys, Jason from the Be Connected Business Show. It's great to have you back. I'm here today with, with somebody who, I hate to say this, he'll probably blush when I say it, he actually fascinates me. Um, we, we, on the Be Connected Business Show, we deal with a lot of business owners and there's a lot of people within Australia. But I've, I've recently met uh, a bloke called Gunther. Hi Gunther, how are you mate? Very well, thanks Jason. Great, great to now, be here. Beautiful. Look, Gunther's actually in South Africa. Um, and the reason I wanted to bring him onto the show is Gunther runs a, an organization. It's a not for profit organization in South Africa called the New Nation Education. And I, I've had a few conversations with him. I'm looking at his website and I've been digging deep and, and just what he's doing is, is absolutely fantastic. And it's just something I wanted to share out there. So, so Gunther, it's fantastic to, to have you out here. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, getting up at the crack of dawn uh, in South Africa to actually do this for me. I, I really appreciate it, mate. So, look, what what I want to do, where I want to start, and I do this with all of my guests, what I want to know is I want to know about you because I really like to drill down and find out what, you know, what, what brought you to what you're doing now and what you're doing now is a very noble thing and, and there must be a path that's brought you there. There's a passion and, and there's a why. So, so please tell me, tell me about Gunther. Thank you very much, Jason. Yes, I mean, I uh, st- started in the uh, in industrial age. Uh, I mean, I'm quite old if you consider the third industrial age. Uh, so I'm a 59er and uh, I was, uh, grew up in the electrical side of things. Uh, my trade was in signals on the railways. And uh, then I went into power generation for the last 25 years. So control systems in power generation, working in the big uh, power stations and stuff, not working for the power utility itself, but subcontracting to them and helping them. And I got to a stage in, in 1994, the government changed power. And obviously, I mean, I was still young at that stage. And I thought to myself, this is great. South Africa will become the new America because we have the population. Everybody's keen to get on board and industry should fly. And of course, nothing happened. Uh, it was almost as if uh, the, the incoming government didn't want uh, other countries to invest in South Africa. They did nothing to encourage investment. Anyway, so... You know, when a new uh, government comes into power, you let them get on with it and you say, well, good luck to you and let's see what happens. 
But by 2013, I had become extremely bitter instead of better. And one morning I got up and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you know, it's, it's fine to be angry and bitter, but what have you done to make change in the country yourself? And I, I had to admit that I'd done nothing. I was just continuously saying, well, the government should be doing it. The government should be doing it. And so I decided then that I had to do something. But it had to be something that would have the highest impact on the, on the, on the largest number of people at the same time. And I never wanted to go into the non-profit space because I strongly believe that a non-profit is actually just another burden on society. And what I mean by that is that typically non-profits are doing something the government should be doing anyway. And the more I researched it, the more I realized it, it doesn't matter which government was in power, they would have the same problem because the tax base was just too small to cater for the number of people in our population. And so I researched the biggest problems we had, like crime and poverty. And the more I researched those, the more I realized that this was a, a, a direct knock-on effect of bad education. And so I then went into the schools and started researching why we were failing so bad at educating the youth in our country. And after two years, two, two and a half years of researching in the schools, I came to the conclusion that it was really just a lack of money, lack of funding, uh, because the higher end schools were being subsidized by the parents heavily. And those kids were coming out and they were all doing exactly what they wanted to do in life. They were going on to university or whatever. Um, but the, in the poorer areas, where the parents didn't have the money to subsidize the education. Very few of those kids were going on to university and college and even becoming entrepreneurs. So I was comparing the schools and I came to a figure of 1,000 rand per child per year uh, just for the um, for the, as the annual budget, excluding the teachers' salaries. This was just for resources, keeping them, uh, the buildings maintained, et cetera, et cetera. And when I did the calculation, that's 154 billion rand a year, and we all know that schooling is not a one-year thing, it's a 12-year thing, and that means 154 billion rand a year just to get one generation through school. Mm. Uh, over a 12-year period. So it means it's generational and you've got to com com continue to supply those sort of fundings. Of course, the next question was, well, how the hell do you raise that type of money? Because there's no NPO in the world that gets that type of yeah, funding. Yeah, that's big so money. I, yeah, it's, it's huge. And, and, and that's only half of the budget. I'm expecting the, the, the government to still pay the teacher salaries, right? So... I then looked at the different industries that could generate that type of money. And obviously, the first one that comes to mind are the banks, right? They generate a lot of money. <laughs> and the problem is they don't give anything away. And the, mm. the second industry was the uh, insurance companies. And they also very stingy with their money. Uh, but the third group that Give, give away the highest percentage of their profit are the multi-level marketing companies. So I decided to place the non-profit on top of a multi-level marketing company so that it could become self-sustainable. The minute we have enough members, there will be enough money flowing through the business so we won't have to go out to industry and say, listen, we need more funding this year to pay for the education. So I'll give you a brief overview of how, how this idea works. So as, we, as I said earlier, the, the parents in the affluent areas are, are, are subsidizing their child's education, but the poorer people can't do that. So how do we get the poorer people to do this? <clears throat> By being a part of this multi-level <clears throat> uh, business, <clears throat> which sells the same groceries that they need to purchase anyway every month to survive, but we're only asking them for 300 rand a month spend to be a member. 300 rand a month is less than 30 Australian dollars. 
a month so you you can understand that it's a very small percentage yeah. of their actually actual monthly spend <coughs> the reason it's groceries is so that they don't on on money on something they don't need or don't want and at the same time the school will get between 5 and 25% of that spend now because it's multi level obviously the parents can start earning a commission based income as well and that's great we can say well now we've sorted the children out the funding going to the schools the schools can start running properly and providing the education needed but the issue is not really the school children per se at this current moment it's these parents and their family members that are all unemployed so we've got that's about 7.5 million unemployed people we've got 20 million on social grants and i can't consider them to be earning money because nobody can live on the social grant you get in south africa we've got uh, 2.5 or 4 million uh, disabled people and and i say or four because some of them are employed so there's a bit of a crossover there we've got at least 1 million students that can't afford to pay their tuition fees at university or college and then of course we've got a very high school dropout rate and i'm going to say just a million kids but it's actually 56% dropout rate at schools in this country which means the ones that when you we've got a million kids starting school each year but 560,000 are dropping out before the end of the year and that's astronomical
So, Gunter, we, what, what we would do, we, we were having a chat before we actually started the interview, uh, and we were talking about that magical year, 1994. Uh, yes. there, there was there, there was some fantastic things happened in New, in in South Africa. Sorry, it's calling it New Zealand miles away. There's some fantastic things happened in South Africa that year. It was an amazing year. But as I was saying to you, I, I'd been to South Africa as a teenager prior to that. Uh, and South Africa was one of these places that, yeah, look, there was a lot of bad stuff going on. But technology-wise, it, it was the forefront of the world. It, it was because they had nobody to do business with. They competed against themselves. And it, it was one of the leading tech places in the world. But in 1994... It stopped, and 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 South Africa didn't really continue on its quest of of let's make things better. What you were there, mate? What what happened in nineteen ninety four? In nineteen ninety four, Nelson Mandela came into power, and of course, we went into a democracy. And although we can say as much as we like about colonialism and apartheid and all these things that were meant to be bad for Africa. I strongly believe a lot of them were, were good in the sense that they put in the infrastructure. South Africa was uh, sanctioned because of the apartheid. And because we were sanctioned, we just were forced to do everything ourselves, mm. which means that we developed, we were building our own TVs in our country at that stage. I mean, South Africa didn't have TV until 1976. Um, and that was due to our, no, that was due to limited belief of the government at the time, right? The apartheid yeah. government. The, obviously, governments do want to control their populations to a certain degree. So, but in 1994, when Nelson Mandela came into power, I think everybody understood at that stage that this is something that has to happen and that now, as a country, we could move forward and we would thrive. Uh, I was one of the people that strongly believed that we would be the next America. We had the population. We have the uh, the country, uh, which means industry would flock into South Africa and everybody would get employment and the economy would thrive. For some reason, the government didn't get it right or they were believing that uh, the rest of the world owed them something um, and therefore they sat back and just waited for things to happen. But as you know, with... Um, with getting people or foreigners to invest in your country, there's a lot of uh, persuasion that has to go on. There's a lot of talking and, and negotiation. And I just don't believe it happened. Mm. As, as I was saying earlier on, um, in, in 94, uh, I'd already I'd come to Australia and, and all this technology started to flood in. Uh, from South Africa, all this this stuff that they produced and the the the, the tap and go FPOS machines that we we use every single day now were developed over there. Nobody else in the world had even thought about this sort of thing, uh, and, and yeah, you know, it, it was disappointing. And we were talking earlier about trade schools. You, you were saying that yes. they they yes. shut the trade schools. Tell me about that. Yes, yes. So I mean, I come from the trades, so, and the 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 big the big. Uh, uh, what do we call them, the parastatals. So the, the power utility, Eskom, Telcom, uh, Railways, these guys were the training grounds for the youth of the country that were coming up because if you were uh, technically minded, you didn't go to college or university, you went into a trade school. Yeah. And so they ran these trade schools and thousands of youngsters went through these trade schools e every year and some of the best tutors in the world were in the, our trade schools because they were, were guys from the UK, guys from Germany, from all the countries that had all been through that themselves already. And these were the guys that were, were training and helping us as youngsters. And when the new government came into power, for some reason, they closed all these things. They stopped that, that, that side of industry. And it makes you wonder what they were thinking because we all know that the trade Yes, the industrial age might be dying, but the trade doesn't die, die for another 60 years. Mm. I mean, technology is only coming into fruition now where they can build a house with 3D printers and stuff like that. In South Africa, we wouldn't have that for another 20 or 30 years. So what are the people going to do until then? 
They still need people to build their houses. Not only that, I think Nelson Mandela was way ahead of, of his people uh, in the sense that he had all these great ideas. And I was driving the car in 1994, listening to the radio, and I remember the announcer saying that uh, Nelson Mandela had said that primary education should be free. Where are this government going to get the money for that? Mm. Because all of a sudden, you had, instead of 250,000 kids going to school, you would have a million kids going to school. Where, the, where were you getting that sort of money? And, um, and even at that stage, my mind was already starting to think of ways to help with funding of this education. But I allowed a single person to switch me off, so to speak. You know what it's like when you're doing the entrepreneur thing? Somebody says, oh, you're being ridiculous. You can never do it. And you, you step back until the dream comes again. It comes around again and it slaps you in the face again and it says you need to be doing something, you know. And so that was one of those moments for me. Beautiful. Let, let's take a, a, a quick break. And um, when we come back from that break, we'll actually talk about that dream. We'll talk about new nation education. So bear with us. We'll be back shortly, guys. Here, 
Yeah, buddy, that's his own hair. The little faggot got his own jet airplane. The little faggot, he's a millionaire. We got to install microwave oven, custom kitchen deliveries. We got to move these refrigerators. We got to move these color
Okay, so Gunther, what I want to know, I've heard about you, I've heard about what's going on in South Africa, and we've heard about the mess that's been caused by whichever governments and, uh, and their lack uh, of, of knowledge and enthusiasm we're in. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that, that people have the right education um, so that they can move forward. Um, talk to me about the dream. Talk to me about New Nation Education as an entity. Yes. So as I was explaining earlier, Jason, that the, the, the thing was really about educating the school children that were being left behind. But going through the process, I also realized that we have these 32 million adults in this country that have no continuous monthly income. And if you think about it, that puts the country on a bit of a knife edge because we all know what happens when people start getting hungry. Um, you know, it can, within a, within a split second, you could have an uprising in a country and then, of course, the country just goes into anarchy. So my, my thought was, well, how do I help these people now? Although we've got to help the kids for 12 years, these people need help now. And so I decided that the New Nation Education would help all the people that joined. In other words, they want their children to get the best possible education so they can help them out of poverty. We will help these people by giving them business training, skills development, entrepreneurship training to help them become either self-employed or business owners within their own communities so that they can start becoming totally independent. And, and this is funded by the multi-level marketing? By the same, yeah, that's right. By the same yeah. money that's coming through to help the children, right?
Gunther, I really, really love what you're doing here. I think it's a fantastic concept. Uh, the, the numbers that you've gone through, they, they, they make sense. You're going to spend the money anyway. Why don't you spend it where it's going to go back to somewhere that's going to help your family, your country, your children, the whole lot. So if somebody wanted to find out some more information, Gunther, how could they do that? Thanks, Jason. Yes, um, the best way to find out more about the New Nation Education, we have two websites. The first website is actually the members' website where these parents and these people in these poorer communities would join and become members. That is gwcorp.co.za, gwcorp.co.za. And then I've created a um, donation website specifically for the New Nation Education Nonprofit Organization, and that one is newne.co.za, newne.co.za. Beautiful. Thanks, Jason. Gunther, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much, Jason. I really appreciate you and what you do for others. You're listening to Be Connected Radio, where business meets, well, more business, really. Be Connected Radio. Listen, connect, collaborate. I haven't got time for this. For what? Bookkeeping, payroll, bass. The accounts are a mess. Get Xdia to fix it. Who? Xdia, bookkeeping, payroll and bass experts. Ah, Xdia. Ah, exactly. Running a business or involved in church finances? Get bookkeeping, payroll and bass that works. From station sponsor, Xdia. Visit exdia.com.au. Wouldn't it be great? Peace of mind, more time with family and friends, financial security, as well as a business that runs smoothly on its own without you having to be there. If this is how you want to spend your life, then you need some basic business essentials. Business Essentials is a short-term course you can do online in your own time that will provide you with the tools and guidance guaranteed to bring you peace of mind, business success, more free time, and a smooth running business. Enroll now. Visit alanstevens.com.au alanstevens.com.au Are you frustrated and struggling to come up with creative, captivating content? Do you need help with social media for your business and brand? Save time and invest in a professional who can do it for you. Social Media Spotlight is a social media agency creating an online presence for small businesses and startups. We do the research, we create the content, we write the captions and you grow your business. With eye-catching content for all industries and beautiful designs, we get your brand in front of the right people. With a creative and highly experienced team of social media managers, we work closely with you to discover new and exciting ways to attract customers to your products. Visit the website www.socialmediaspotlight.com.au to book a free strategy session. You're listening to Be Connected Radio, where business meets, well, more business really. Be Connected Radio. Listen, connect, collaborate.